Hi, welcome to What's the Word. I'm your host, Jamie McFadden, and I'm so excited to have you here. This podcast is about all things wellness. Each week, we will focus on a word of the day, and I interview some of the most inspirational people I know and share that inspiration with you. Join me. Let's learn together on What's the Word. This is the place where I Hello and welcome back to What's the Word. I'm your host, Jamie McFadden, and today I have a very special guest, someone that I had the honor and privilege of meeting recently. His name is name is Daniel Tarunian. He's the former leader of employee technology and experiences and data centers at PayPal. He is now taking some time. This is day two, he let me know, of his retirement, and he is taking time to focus on advisory work and to be helping out in the community. His word of the day is adversity, which is all about difficulties in our lives. So Daniel, can you please share with us, welcome to the show. Why did you choose that word and what does it mean to you? Well, thank you, Jamie. So excited to be here with you today. I I chose that word because I think there is just so much going on in the world today, both from a macroeconomic perspective. You know, obviously we see the the conflict in in Ukraine. We're seeing, you know, our global supply chain is so much more integrated than it's ever been before. We're seeing inflation challenges. We're seeing social uh, challenges that sometimes divide us more so than we ever have ever been uh, before. And we also have, you know, the the hangover of the, the pandemic that still you know, lingers in, in many areas of, of around the world. And I, when I look to so many of my colleagues, for many of them, this is the first time that they've seen, you know, adversity on this level, both from a socioeconomic perspective, within within their families at times, within their job environment. So to me, you know, how you prepare yourself for adversity and how you respond to adversity, I think is very, very important and somewhat of a forgotten muscle, I think, for so many of us. I couldn't agree more with you on that. And certainly throughout the world, you know, just to acknowledge, yes, there are so many levels of adversity all around. And in the last few years, we've all experienced something in our own lives um, through this. And I love that you chose that word. It's one of my favorite words. And also, you know, I'd love to hear from you. You've clearly, you've done a lot in your life up until this point, you've made some big moves, you've run uh, some big things. And um, can you maybe share with our audience a moment that you've experienced some sort of adversity in your own journey in this way and how you overcame that adversity? I think uh, there's a cliche that, you know, when times are good, everybody uh, is doing well. Everybody thinks thinks they're, they're on top of the world. And then the real test comes when all of a sudden the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. Uh, in the first maybe two chapters or two thirds of my career, I enjoyed incredible success. I didn't go 12 or 18 months without there being a promotion or some kind of stretch assignment or some kind of uh, recognition. And I think you get conditioned that it's always going to be that way. Mm. I found myself taking on a very senior role for a company in New York, uh, but then also at the same time finding out that my father was ill and that my mother also was showing signs of being ill. So I think for me, the important thing as the eldest son in an Armenian family was to come home and to be and to be supportive of my parents and to do whatever I could to support them. But at the same time, 
I made the emotional decision to make that move without having a job in hand. Mm. So as I was spending time with my parents, watching them kind of go through their struggles, I found myself also going through my own struggle of now 18 months of unemployment. The roles that I thought I should be competing for were not available to me. Uh, the absence of a college degree all of a sudden now at the age of 42, 43 was becoming an issue. Uh, our personal finances were becoming an issue. And so I found myself eventually losing my parents, almost going fully broke, and then uh, taking a much, much lesser role at another company out of just sheer desperation. But what came out of that was it forced me to reinvent myself. It forced me to learn a whole new set of skills. And it also forced me to recognize that uh, someone shared with me there's a lot more to a person than the title on their business card. And I think that helped inspire me to start the next chapter of my career. Wow. And, and thank you for very much for sharing that. That really resonated with me and I'm sure with our audience as well, because sometimes, you know, I notice sometimes I can even get caught up in this um, as we're building our business, as we're building our life, right? Um, you may look at someone in someone else's shoes and go, wow, what is that like? Right. Like I know some people look at me and they go, wow, you must've always been this healthy, you know, person. I'm like, no, 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 no. If you only knew the, the crap that I went through to get to this point, would you know, you know, the struggles, the, the mess, right. The message and those messes that we go through in our life are really imperative of making those choices into what we do. So I'd love to know from you who in your life had the biggest impact on your success and pulling through, like, was there someone in your life? Obviously you made those choices, but is there, you know, I know you said your parents, that was a big impact, but who would you say as someone that really impacted the choices that you were making? Well, I, I think it always starts with your parents, at least for me, uh, you know, growing up in an Armenian family, education was very important. Hard work, uh, ethic was very important. As you can imagine, I got a lot of lectures growing up for not maybe being the most academically minded, uh, and of course, in the world. So first and foremost, my parents. I think secondly, uh, you know, I am married to a wonderful woman who I think you you got to meet a few weeks yes, back. Yes, she's lovely. She is just the Rockridge of Walter. You couldn't ask for someone who could be more steady, more consistent, unfazed by anything that just happens around her. So really, that would be number two. Uh, I've been very lucky through the course of my professional career to have met some very, very capable, skilled, empathetic leaders who have taken the time to invest in me. And I think that's why it's so important for me in this latter stages of my career to now, how do I invest and, and help others grow? Wow, and, and that's incredible. And when you and I met, you know, kicking our butts in that workout a few weeks back at our friend's birthday, you know, it was, you just, you radiated uh, a very special energy that I'm constantly drawn to in my life. And it's immediately you and I talked about um, the organization that you're working with. And I'd, I'd love, you know, to talk about that with you a little bit right now, because clearly I know that's something that you right away were very passionate about. So can you share with the audience kind of what you're working on right now? Yes. Uh, so I'm the president of the local charity called Passion for the Lost. And our focus is reaching out to inmates in this local San Mateo County uh, a correctional system, connecting with them, whether it be faith-based, uh, helping them with addiction, things of that nature, 
And as you create that connection with them, working with them to be able to be released from the system, and then as they're released from the system, how do we help them become functional, you know, productive members of the local uh, community? And, you know, you said something at the outset of, you know, touching one person at a time. This is truly one of those things we're not operating at scale. So just making a difference in one person's life at a time, I think for us, is just a huge thing to do. And so important for it's when you see the transformation for these individuals coming out of the system and really starting to take on a whole new life. Absolutely. And and thank you for doing that work. It's it's really incredible. And, you know, it's starting a movement in ways that obviously we need that there's a lot of adversity going on. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, broken things within our systems in many ways. And to be able to just take those steps um, to make some change is really impactful. So can you let us know, where can we find this nonprofit? What is the name? Like, where, where can we find it? Or how can we help? Yeah, no, passionforthelost.org. Uh, we are currently looking for new some new board members. We've had a, a few board members resign due to COVID and other things that have happened over the last few years. And we also find ourselves at this interesting transition of we are very much an in-person, face-to-face type of connection. Now we find ourselves, given the dynamic of uh, the, the pandemic and also the virtual platforms that are now available to us, thinking about how do we reinvent ourselves in more of a virtual format. So if anyone would like to volunteer, if they'd like to donate, please visit the website. Uh, You know, I'll I'll make sure, Jamie, you have my contact information. We're happy to connect with anybody because every little bit makes a difference. Uh, Sometimes we get caught up on these big issues, and I'm not saying that the big issues aren't important, but doing the little things is sometimes what really matters the most. Absolutely. 100%. And and I'm raising my hand here for those that are listening or watching right now. I'm raising my hand because I certainly want to be involved as much as I can. So you and I are going to be you know talking about this off, off of this as well, because what you're doing, it's something that I'm very passionate about myself. And uh, I'm just really thankful for people like you in the world who are not only making a difference in their office and in their home, but also taking it out into the community and step-by-step making, making these changes. So with that, I would love to know, what do you do? Because I work in self-care. So I always love to hear from all of my interviews, what do you do to take care of yourself? Because you're obviously, you've been very busy. You manage a lot of people. You're running a nonprofit, you know, all these different things going on. What do you do for you? Uh, You know, well, I think the premise of us meeting, Jamie, was a bit about fitness. So fitness has always been an important part of my life. It's a, it's a big part of Lynn's life. So, uh, you know, getting in some form of run every day, a boxing workout, a weight workout, some combination thereof is really important to just keeping my mind and my body well well, well connected. You know, I know, Jamie, you're, you're, you do yoga. For me, running is my yoga. That's where my mind can be very clear. I can start to think through things that maybe otherwise I would be emotionally biased or uh, reactive. And you know, that's my time to kind of hit the re, to the reset button. Uh, secondly, I mean, I, I like spending time with, with, with Lynn and I like spending time with our, our two dogs. I think feeling that family connection and feeling centered that way allows you to go enter other discussions that maybe are more stressful, but from a very grounded uh, perspective. So I'm a big believer in you have to keep your mind and your body well connected and you got to keep them right. 
100%. Couldn't agree with you more on that. And I love that there's not just a one size fits all. That's what I want anyone listening to realize and recognize. And now as we talk about adversity, many of my listeners, and we've collected the data here, um, write in and say, you know, I'm really struggling in my life. I either just, you know, lost my job. I'm experiencing going through a divorce. I have, you know, depression, anxiety, all these different things. And so I like to personally kind of address these with whomever I'm interviewing. So you chose the word adversity. Obviously that's a big word that many people may be feeling right now as they're listening to this. What words of wisdom can you offer to somebody or some tangible action steps that someone is currently going through adversity right now, you know, what can you tell them that you've learned? You can't run from adversity. Adversity is going to find you. So the fact that we think that we're going to live in these Shangri-La worlds, it's just not the case. So I think just accepting the fact that adversity is going to come, asking yourself, how do I want to respond to that adversity? How do I want to turn that into an opportunity? And where do I see myself on the other side of whatever this challenge may be? It could be a medical situation. It could be relationship issues. It could be work issues. Whatever the case may be, picture yourself on the other side and start building that plan as to how do I get to that other side. I feel like I see so many people kind of fall into that maybe victim role or something is happening to them mm-hmm. as opposed to, yes, this is happening. I can't control it, but I can definitely control how I respond. And I can control where I want to be after this adversity comes and goes. So I would just challenge people, like, embrace it, look for the opportunity, and start to think about where do you want to be once you're done with this, getting through this particular challenge? Because then there's going to be another challenge that will pop up at some point in time. Love that. And that's such wonderful advice that I'm sure people can just take that with them today and feel inspired by you because you also, and I want to go back to this, you had mentioned something about, you know, at at 42, you hadn't been to college or you hadn't graduated from college. Is that true? That's right. I don't have a college degree. Okay. So, and, and I only bring this up and I think it's really important to talk about this as well, because oftentimes when I'm interacting with people um, and they're saying to me, you know, well, I don't, I don't, they're having this kind of negativity bias of, I don't know if I can do this because I haven't done that. Right. And so clearly, you know, let's just, uh, just so that people can understand and and grapple with, you didn't have a college degree, but yet you've managed about how many people in the position you're in? Uh, In this most recent position, somewhere around eight to 900 total, total. Eight to 900 people. I just have to say that out loud because I just want for anyone that's listening right now to get that in their body. I always want us all to remember that we are all human. And at the end of of the day, we are all human and we are all whole as we are. So regardless of if you did or didn't get your college degree or you did or didn't screw that thing up to anyone that's listening right now, you can keep going through the adversity and you can keep working through it. And Daniel is here to share that with us. And he is so gracious to give us his time, his energy, and his love. And he's not just doing it on this podcast. He's doing it in his everyday life. I saw that the minute that I met him, um, he does it in his workouts. Cause I watched him, <laughs> we were working out together and he does it with his wife and you do it in a way that's just so, so beautiful. And like I said, the energy that you radiate is it's no surprise to me that you are who you are and you've gotten where you've gotten. So with that being said, can you give me because I know I come from a Greek family. So, um, you know, our, our families are fairly similar in, in that cultural experience that we grow up in. Um, you know, I was told, don't go to college, beat your, you know, you're, you're cute, you cook, you clean, 
find a nice husband and, you know, get a bunch of kids out. Well, here I am the entrepreneur of the family as a single mother. I didn't do everything the way I was supposed to do it. Um, but that's part of this, this beautiful thing we call our own experience. And so can you give us something you brought up your parents and, um, just as an honor to your parents for creating you and, and guiding you on your journey, what was some of the best advice that your parents gave you? Um, you know, my, my father would always say, uh, and Ellie, when I was young, it's a jungle out there. And, you know, when you're, when you're a little boy of like, you know, what, five, six, seven years old, and your dad is saying you those kinds of things, you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he would always instill in me, like, you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared. You have, you have to prepare, you know? And uh, like I said, I wasn't the best student in the world. So there was some disappointment there, obviously, but they both taught me a level of resiliency. Uh, some of that may be there's just my ethnic background, but uh, I definitely feel like they taught me a level of resiliency that helped guide me through uh, my young adulthood and then into my adulthood and to this point now. If I may, Jamie, I grew up an asthmatic. I grew up uh, not a very good student, didn't graduate from college. So when you look back, uh, on my resume, there's no reason I should have been in any of those roles and at, at operating at that scale. And I think what got me there is just re- resiliency and not allowing someone else to write a narrative for me. That mm-hmm. I, this is my life. I'm going to write my own narrative. I'm going to go as far as I'm, I'm going to be able to go. I'm not going to let somebody else put constraints or restrictions on me. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you very much. I think it's really important that we continue to remind our listeners and the people in the world that that are interacting with us that um, sometimes it's not all what you see in the, like you said, on on the business card or in these days on someone's social media or on their website, right? Um, Now, talking about adversity and talking about kind of overcoming obstacles, right now, what are you just most, cause now we're going to shift it a little bit, right? We've gotten into the adversity. Now you've made it to this place where you're day two of your retirement, which that is sensational. And I just want to take a moment here to congratulate you because clearly I know you have worked your tail off for that. <laughs> what are you most excited about right now? So much as I know, you know, for the last 44 years, I woke up every morning and knew exactly what my day was going to be, what challenges I was going to be faced with, who I would be talking to, what I would be doing. And now I find myself that there is a fair amount of unknown. And I feel like that unknown is very exciting. Wow. And is there anything or anywhere, like any place you're excited to go to or when it comes to just whatever you're going to be working on that you're most excited about? I'm, I'm just really excited about helping this uh, this particular ch- ch- charity, Passion for the Lost, really trans- transform. We struggled significantly during the course of the pandemic. And I think now we have an opportunity to reinvent ourselves and think about what we look like over the next 5, 10, 15 years. So that's exciting. I think maybe finding roles to be able to give back to others uh, to give back to, to, to companies, help other technology executives not make the same mistakes that maybe I made or that I've seen others made. And, you know, how do you give back to the tech community as well? And then luckily, we also know that in our local community, we have many challenges, whether it's crime, homelessness, 
you know, people below the poverty level education. So I think getting much more involved in the local community and hopefully being able to contribute there is also kind of an exciting unknown to me. Daniel, you are incredible. I feel so blessed and, and honored to know you. I feel very thankful that you are willing to come on this podcast today. And as we wrap up this interview, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience on What's the Word? Uh, it's going to happen. Don't hide from it. Embrace it. Uh, I think there's that old cliche that we all are better when we allow ourselves to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Adversity makes us uncomfortable. Embrace it. Get through it you're going to be a better person on the other side. Woohoo! I love that so much, Daniel. Thank you again for being on here. To everyone listening or watching, I will make sure to drop all of the links so that you can go and be a part of his nonprofit. Um, We can stay connected and uh, yeah, let's do what we can to face the adversities in front of us. And Daniel, congratulations on your retirement. I can't wait to see you hopefully soon. Hopefully you'll make it to my event June 12th. And uh, for everyone here on What's the Word, that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining me here at What's the Word. Follow us on social media with the links on the screen. And don't forget to like and share with your friend. Your support helps us grow and continue to make inspirational content. See you next time on What's the Word.